welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues for we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And uh, see, we start off with uh, Captain Brett Bartlett, and we have Lieutenant Randy Sutton, Corporal David D. Gresta, Producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP. We have Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, Tactote. And we also have Bang Energy that's fueling us. So uh, thanks to all those entities for helping make the show happen. A great lineup this evening. Um, you know, let's go ahead and start off with a lawofficer.com uh, report. It's based upon whistleblower information claiming politicized bureaucracy has the FBI rotted at its core. Now, I know we've been covering some FBI um, stories recently, but man, they are they are just still in the news. In fact, uh, some of your major players are talking about them as well. I mean, you've got guys like uh, Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino with, uh, you know, uh, talking to these guys, you know, on their shows and stuff. Um, so there's a lot going on. So this is um, it was well, more than a dozen whistleblowers within the FBI have led Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee to compile a condemning report saying that the federal agency is rotted at its core and it has a systemic culture of unaccountability, and it's full of rampant corruption, manipulation, and abuse. Now, I noticed that it said that it was the Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee. It wasn't any Democrats, but that's another story, I guess. So if the voluminous report, uh, the GOP lawmakers accused the Bureau's top leaders of pursuing a woke leftist agenda, and part of the strategy includes artificially inflating the number of domestic extreme investigations, and it says um, burying the investigation to, into the first son, of course, Hunter Biden, forcing conservative employees out the door, and that's according to a news outlet. Um, it also talks about among the allegations directed to the FBI and chronicled in this report, it has, this is all in the post, but it says, number one, a secret partnership with Facebook in which the Bureau receives private user information from the social network without the user's consent or other legal processes. And number two, they looked the other way on nearly seven violent attacks against anti-abortion groups and facilities while they're selectively enforcing federal law to arrest and charge pro-life activists. And then finally, number three, said they're abusing their counterterrorism author uh, authorities to investigate parents who spoke up at a school board meeting to protest the implementation of mass mandates and the curricula focused on the critical race theory, which I'm sure we all remember. So that's kind of where it's going. Um, I have another FBI article coming up as well. Is there anything to this, guys? What do you think, Captain Bartlett? I pulled down the report, Chip. You can, you can pull it down from that link you sent us. Um, it's a thousand pages. It's a thousand pages. Here's the problem. It's too freaking long. And it's only written by one side of the government. And, and I'm not saying that because it was written by one side, it doesn't have value, but it would have been nice if the other side had jumped in because a fact is a fact is a fact. But I think the reason it's not getting a lot of traction is because only one side of the political aisle wrote it. But it's, it's from what I read, it's very, very damning stuff, but it's a thousand pages. Well, it, just, it, it just gives them it just gives them a lot of meat to chew on if in fact in November uh, or th t Tuesday tomorrow thank you um, uh, things go in the direction that we think they're going to go uh, hope and pray um, the the article was was mislabeled it's not the core it's the head that's where the fish always rots from is the head um, uh, I don't like 
any implication whatsoever about uh, the F the 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 day to day working agents in the FBI having much, if anything, to do with this kind of crap. It it comes from the head almost exclusively. I'm not saying that every single FBI agent out there is is doing their job by the book. That they're not there's not some bias as well there in these same ways. But um, it's it's the head, and the head needs to be chopped off, and uh, and another one uh, put in its place. And if the Republicans don't have the uh, intestinal fortitude to do it, uh, when they win back the House and the Senate, then uh, then they just need to shut up and uh, and and stop talking about it. Because with with as Brett said, facts and truths that we're starting to see, uh, they somebody better do something about it. Well, Randy, why don't you clean it all up for us? Yeah, you know, uh, we've been talking about this for a while now, and 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 um, having worked with FBI agents, I personally believe, as Dave does, that this isn't the field agents. This is coming from the from the uh, political hierarchy of the agency, and there is absolutely no doubt whatsoever that this corruption exists. Now, what is corruption? It is the it, it is viewed uh, from a bunch of different standpoints. Usually people think about money. Well, this isn't about money. This is about political ideology. And somehow the top of the FBI has been corrupted by the ideology of the left. How this happened, I don't know. But it's been taking place for quite a while. And now uh, I couldn't agree more with David that if the Republicans take, take control of the government, this has to be fully investigated and has to have a uh, uh, you know someone from the outside put in charge of like a, a warrant commission investigation. This has to be done because literally this is going to this is condemning every agent of the FBI. It has to be stopped. I think this, Randy. I think that this war of words gets us nowhere. Uh, if if Republicans retake the House and hopefully the Senate and their investigations. Somebody needs to go to jail because the only result, the only good result is when the door slams on the bad guy. Yeah. All this gets us nowhere. Beautiful. Right. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Good commentary. Um, you know, moving along, let me uh, I like to jump to the uh, to the video for our second story and look for anyone that's listened to our show on podcast or on radio. We're going to describe in great detail of what's going down in this story. There was a video component, but it's on uh, Rumble, and it's on my favorite law enforcement video channel, which is This Is Butter. So if you go to the Rumble, look up This Is Butter. So in this particular story, there's a deputy that stabs a man multiple times at, um, I guess, a Kaiser uh, Permente West Westside Medical Center. You know, um, David, I I know that you wanted me to move the story down, but you know, I the fact that the thing I love about the story is is that for the very first time. I remember us ever covering, and we've been talking about on the show. Morning. Ah! 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 Ah!
officer seems to have a backup weapon or or got access to one when a, when a bad guy's going for his gun and he stabs the bad guy so um uh, you know i and, and i'm i'm kind of i was kind of curious when i read it what the reaction not only to not only to the agency was going to be but also to the to the general public it's two o'clock in the morning the man who was yet being publicly publicly identified was on a civil hold in the emergency department when he allegedly charged at the deputy while being admitted so the, despite the deputy's demands to stop, the guy tries to grab the deputy's gun. So a struggle ensues. The deputy stamps the man multiple times, a nurse's aide and a hospital security guard. They step in to help the man um, and the stop, well, to, to help the deputy, not to help the man. And they help him, uh, the deputy retain his gun. And uh, the deputy suffers minor injuries. And uh, the employees were actually injured during the scuffle as well. And the deputy's training, according to Sergeant Danny DePietro, said the uh, deputy's training worked and he was able to keep control of his gun the entire time. So um, I, I love I love the sergeant's quote. What do you think, Captain? I think he could have th uh, cut his throat and it'd be just perfectly fine. <clears throat> if you're in a deadly force encounter, it doesn't matter what you do it with. He could have picked up a, a tray and bang him over the head or run him over the cruiser if it had fit through the front door of the hospital. But this is why you should this is why you should carry a second weapon i encourage everybody i run across to carry a knife always carry a knife and good for him for having the wherewithal and the presence of mind to take that knife out and stick that bad guy with it commercial break guys we'll be right back all right guys motion dsp they've been supporting the law enforcement industry for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software so motion dsp software is easy to use requires no specialized training or expertise you can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhanced filters. So achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. The Spotlight was built specifically for redaction and was designed to work with video from any camera source. You can use motion DSP algorithms and object tracking technology. Um, and Spotlight automates this process of blurring faces and other identifiable information. And it saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. So forensic enhancement software allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can get forensically valid evidence from low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. You can learn more about these products at motiondsp.com. Well, welcome back to Leo Roundtable Show. Um, thank you, Captain Bartlett. Go ahead, Corporal David. Um, I mean, just to let our viewers know, there's really not much to the video of this. Um, the story is fascinating uh, from, a, from a law enforcement perspective, but as far as the video is concerned, there wasn't really much on it. Um, Yes, using a, a secondary weapon to defend yourself is is a very good thing. Uh, you start getting into, into uh, policies, though, as far as you know, a, a sheath knife versus a pocket knife, and and the like. Um, I will say that um, one of if you're going to carry a, a pocket knife as a secondary weapon or a, as a just a pocket knife, as it were, guys, please don't carry that thing clipped to your pocket uh, or clipped to your belt. Uh, where it is easily seen by the bad guy, um, you're offering them a, a weapon in a, in a fight, in a struggle. Uh, it comes right out of your pocket too easily. If you think bad guys don't look you up and down when they're getting ready to go, uh, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, so uh, if you're going to carry a knife in some way, make sure, it, make sure that it is as secure or hidden 
uh, as your firearm because it's just as deadly as a weapon in close in close quarters and very as as, as useful as we see in this situation. So even though I agree that if you're going to carry a secondary weapon and you have the, the psychological ability to use it on another person, more power to you. Uh, it's going to be interesting how the, the department so far sounds like they're going, well, God, it's a deadly force situation. I guess any weapon in a, any weapon in a storm, uh, which he did, he did well. Uh, but beyond that, if, you're, if you hear stories like this and you're thinking about it, think about it very carefully how you're going to carry it, how you're going to secure it, how you're going to keep bad guys from getting their hands on it in a fight, uh, and how you're going to utilize it, and, and if it fits it within your department policy. Very important. And I think, Chip, that shooting somebody is not easy, I don't think, but plunging a knife into a human being, that's, that's a couple of steps above. You've got to be really dedicated to your cause to plunge a knife repeatedly into a human being. Now, what was interesting to me, when he was done plunging the knife in, he yelled on the radio, what? Shots fired. Now, whether that was just his reaction or he figured, I don't know how to yell knife fired or knife stuck in a bad guy, maybe, but shots fired gets everybody's attention. So mission accomplished. All right. Thanks, Captain. Um, guys, I, and I know that we had some technical difficulty a little earlier. I apologize for that. You know, we're using StreamYard. Um, there has been a lot of difficulty um, technically, with StreamYard, um, we have been looking at Riverside FM to go with that outlet, and they want uh, $450 a month in order to do the show through Riverside FM. So, uh, yeah, I know it's just kind of crazy right now. So we're just trying to uh, work with the uh, work with the issues. Um, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, I see your mic's open. Go ahead, brother. I did, yeah, we had a we had a uh, with Metro Las Vegas Metropolitan Police. We had a detective who was working undercover. And um, on two separate occasions, he killed the, quote, attacker, unquote, with a knife. Um, and like I said, he was, he was working undercover vice and, um, and, and claimed that he was being attacked. And there was, a, there was a great deal of controversy over the utilization of a knife in these circumstances. And it's still an unsolved mystery. Wow. Now, just out of curiosity, Randy, on that, did he not have access to a weapon? Um, I mean, I mean, a firearm when he when he used the knife. <clears throat> he had a gun. Um, said that he couldn't get to it because uh, of how quickly things took place. There was a lot of there's a lot of questions being asked to this day about. In fact, there was a third one. Uh, he killed two. He stabbed a third one. And there's a whole lot of controversy about this. Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. And what Brett said up close and personal, that's, that's, uh, that's a psychological evaluation that I think a lot of us would have liked to have seen on that one. The numbers, the numbers on that thing. Um, listen, um, I think it's, 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 it's past the point. Nobody can, I carried a boot knife, a sheath boot knife for, for a while. I think I showed it to you, a, a, a Gerber, uh, guardian, uh, for many years uh, on a boot. It, it was lighter than a pistol. Um, didn't interfere with running or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, low, low profile and tight to the boot top. So uh, it worked, it worked for me. Never had to use it, thankfully, almost once, but never, not three times. Jeez, Randy. <laughs> oh, wow, Randy. Well, you know, uh, we've never had, and I don't think any agency that I've ever heard of trains officers with knives. Never heard of it. I don't know if, if there's nobody that can teach it. I don't know if they're worried about 
you know, uh, uh, injuries during, I, I don't know. I, I know when I was in a Marine ship, we were getting ready to deploy to El Salvador to, to yank an embassy and, and the, and the captain screwed up and said, we could go ahead and draw our bayonets. Well, by the time we were heading for the airplane, we were half combat effective, but we were just all cut to crap and just, it was, it was quite, so they said, give us the damn bayonets back. We had to put them back in the army. <laughs> That's uh, a good story. Thanks to uh, Michael MBS in Colorado for supporting the show. And thank you to our sponsors, Motion DSP, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com. He's on the show live talking to us. Thanks for doing that. And also Bang Energy for uh, fueling our, uh, our talk show and allowing me to talk so fast. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.